Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com/play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. It is SNY.TV's The Juice on the Cuse podcast, covering Syracuse basketball, lacrosse, and football. Today on The Juice on the Cuse podcast on SNY.TV, we'll be talking about big expectations for the basketball team and a quarterback controversy for the football team. I'm Wes Chang, and I'll be joined later by Brad Bierman and our guest today's SNY and ESPN college basketball analyst and our very good friend, Tim Welsh. Coach, thank you so much for coming back on the program. It's always great to be with you guys, and always great to be right around the corner from college hoop season. Coach, it's the sixth anniversary of having you on our show. We're so happy to have you back, and I want to get you started on this. You've been in and around the Syracuse basketball program for two decades now. Is this one of the deepest teams you've seen during that time? Well, I think it is, and you know, you look at all the returning players and the success that they had a year ago at the end of the season, and just the development uh, of some of the young players at the end of the season who became really primetime players on the national stage in the NCAA tournament with, with their great showing and, and getting to that second weekend of the tournament, really almost on the doorstep of getting to another Final Four. But with them returning, their improvement from a year ago and experience at winning, and then you look at that along with their great incoming class, who I think Jim Beheim has a lot of confidence in and wants to use this year. So you look at all of that, you put it together, I think it is one of the deepest teams we've seen in recent memory with not only experience, but winning experience. Coach, and one of those returning players is Tyus Battle. Last season, he had to shoulder a lot of the scoring burden. Not so much the case this year. What kind of season do you expect him to have? Well, I do expect to have, have a great season. Obviously, last year, if he wasn't going in the right direction and teams loaded up on him, rightfully so, because there weren't a lot of options. You know, and that time the offense was stagnant just because they didn't have a lot of scoring options. They didn't have a lot of guys that were confident scorers until the end of the season and in the NCAA tournament where they played much better and they passed the ball better and they had more confidence in each other. And I think that he has to give other players on the team confidence by 
letting them share the load, and I think he will have that confidence because he knows he has good players around him and better players around him and a larger group of number players around him that can make plays in a lot of different ways, not only in half court, but I think they'll be really dangerous in transition as well. Coach, Syracuse's non-conference schedule features games in New York City against Connecticut and Iowa or Oregon. They play at Ohio State. They host Georgetown. Syracuse always gets a lot of flack for its non-conference schedule. Do you find it to be competitive enough? I do really believe it's competitive enough. When you you know combine that with you know probably one of the top two or three conferences, no doubt about it, in America and the ACC, uh, you know the league, the non-league schedule is important though for every school because the, the the tournament committee has shown over the years that they will reward you for playing a, non, a good non-conference schedule. And, all, and also, I think it just helps your basketball team get ready for the league. You know, you're in those type of wars early in the season, and you're not just stepping into the fire in, in late December, January, where you have to play uh, the ACC without really having been, been challenged. So I think Jim and the staff have done, have done a nice job of balancing out their schedule. Or you don't want to get too crazy because – also, if you overload and you, you have a team that's not ready for that, then you can lose confidence. But I think Jim has confidence in his team, and you can see that by the way he schedules his early non-conference games. Coach, you're not only a great coach and a basketball analyst, you're also a father. Jim Beheim is coaching his son, Buddy, this season. You played for your father in college. What do you think the experience will be like for Coach Beheim? Well, I don't think anybody knows until you actually do it. And uh, I actually happened to play for my dad in college, so I went through the experience. And You, know, you wouldn't trade it for anything as a son. You wouldn't trade it for anything as a father. There's no question about it. I know Jim's excited about coaching Buddy. He's never going to say that or express that, but who wouldn't be? And I know they have a special relationship. But he's also a very good player, and he's also maybe one of the hardest workers I've ever seen in, in uh, come in, a, in the offseason, get his body in shape, you know, shoot the ball hundreds and hundreds of shots. So I think he's going to be ready to play, even as a freshman, and he's going to give them something. I think you've seen that even in their early scrimmages, give them something they haven't had in the past, really a deep threat from the outside, a guy that can stretch defenses, is not afraid to step up to the big stage. He's been playing against high-level competition for a long time and going to those games in the dome. So he's not going to be afraid to step on that floor and try to knock down shots in front of his dad, he's not going to be afraid to make a mistake and come out of the game. He understands what it's all about, and that's why he went to Syracuse for the challenge, and I think Jim's excited about it, but you know, once, as he said before, you know, once the game starts, it doesn't matter who, who it is. He's just coaching him because he's a good player. And Coach, we'll get you out of here on this one. Each year around this time, I always ask you for your prediction on how the season will go for the Orange. I always point back to the 2013 season when you said that Syracuse was going to be a Final Four team. You've always been spot on. So what do you think is going to happen in the 2018-19 season? Well, I think they're, they're starting off with a, with a big plus because it's the way they finished last year, the return of battle, all the good players that got better during the season, I think they're going to be a, a top 10 team. There's no doubt about it by the middle of January. I'm not surprised they're not earlier this, this year, but that really doesn't matter. But I think you're going to see them play very, very well early. At the end of the year, I think they're going to, again, have a chance to go to the Final Four this year because I think they have that type of experience. And in the tournament last year, what they showed, I think they can make that next step and get to the Final Four. Coach, I'm sure Orange Nation is thrilled to hear that. And thank you so much for coming back on the program. Again, Tim Welsh from SNY and ESPN. Enjoy the basketball season and speak to you soon.
Always a pleasure. Look forward to getting with you down the road. Tim Walsh is definitely one of my favorite guests to have on the program. Always great stuff from him. And I'm now joined over the phone by the Juice Online Editor-in-Chief and my very good friend, Brad Bierman. Brad, how are you today? I'm doing well, Wes. Always love this time of the year. Football and a ball hunt. Basketball about to get started. October is definitely my favorite month of the year as well, Brad. And let's talk about football. Syracuse narrowly defeating North Carolina in double overtime, 40-37 to on Saturday. A loss would have been disastrous for Syracuse's bowl hopes, but they're now 5-2 and two on the season in large thanks to backup quarterback Tommy DeVito. Brad, what are your thoughts on that game? My thoughts were that I'm sitting there watching this fourth quarter wind down, just shaking my head. I'm saying to myself, I cannot believe this team has dropped this home game against North Carolina, a team that played well in its previous game, coming off a bye week, knowing you're going to stay home the rest of October, knowing what's on the line. Dino Babers talking about how hard they worked the team up to a certain point in practice over those uh, days of having the open week. And then – thinking that they're going to drop a third straight game in the ACC, the first game at home this season. I was just kind of in disbelief until the Tommy DeVito factor happened so suddenly, just changed the fortunes of the entire season. And really up to this point, uh, Wes, I'm not going to say that this is really the milestone moment, the watershed moment of the Dino Babers era, in my opinion, in just the third year as to what's going to happen this week. That's how quickly my emotions change from being so down to now wondering why, what's the potential of this team at five wins? Where can it go from here uh, with a bowl game, of course, now just one win away? Those are my initial thoughts from gloom and doom to what's the potential of this team now after watching Tommy DeVito's performance late in the fourth quarter and overtime in the, end, in the North Carolina win. Brad, I'm glad you finished your thoughts speaking about Tommy DeVito because that's a perfect segue into my next question. There's going to be a quarterback controversy this week. Eric Dungy has not played well over his last three games. He was benched late in the fourth quarter with around five minutes left against the Tar Heels. Tommy DeVito comes in, throws three touchdown passes, leads them to the win. So, Brad, if you're Dino Bapers, who do you start, DeVito or Dungy? Quick answer is Tommy DeVito. I mean, this is going to be the most intriguing week around the football complex, Wes. This is taking basketball right off the front page with Operation Basketball on Wednesday and where will Syracuse be picked in the preseason to the next night, Thursday night, opening up exhibition play against the College of St. Rose. This is taking that right off the map. I mean, this is going to be every day up to that kickoff. There's going to be an indelible moment in the Dome, a buzz, some sort of reaction from the crowd, whoever trots out onto the field, to call that first play from scrimmage for the Syracuse offense. But the short answer for me is it's Tommy DeVito. He, he showed in the very first snap, to make stretching that field vertically as he did, and then continuing that again and again. I mean, the touchdown pass, just winding up like a pitcher and throwing that ball perfectly in stride, it's got to be Tommy DeVito, not only with the, the trend of, you know, the Trevor Lawrence's at Clemson, numerous other uh, a true freshman, a redshirt freshman across the country displacing other veterans. I've been in Eric Dungy's camp from day one. I wrote in the preseason, I thought, could he have a Don McPherson type of season and really himself lead this team to a bowl game and, as he said, thinking of more than just six victories. But it's been apparent that he's taken a beating, as I talked in our last podcast, following the pit game. He, he's beat up. I mean, he's just taking hits. 
that hit yesterday that was not called, excuse me, against North Carolina that was not called uh, that should have been, you know, roughing the passer, I mean, that was a brutal, brutal hit. And there's just no way he's not uh, feeling the effects of that. So circling back, it's Tommy DeVito, his performance said it all. He not only rescued uh, the game, I think rescued the season and deserves the opportunity to start against NC State. So, Brad, Syracuse is 5-2. and two. They need one more win to secure a bull bid for the first time since 2013, Scott Schaefer's first year as head coach. Left on the docket is NC State, Wake Forest, Louisville, Notre Dame, Boston College. Where's that one win going to come from, and do you think they'll get more after that? Well, I, I really think Syracuse got a break in the schedule here now just with the way that Clemson manhandled NC State in, in, in their previous game. So NC State now has to come to the Dome for the night game, Saturday night, 7 p.m. kickoff. So I think it's going to be hard for NC State to rebound. I think they will. I don't think they'll play as poorly as they did against Clemson. But now the Tommy DeVito-Eric Dunsey factor figures into NC State's game preparation for, for, for facing Syracuse. So I think Syracuse has got a great shot to beat NC State. May not do it, but have a great shot. I still think that they're going to go and, and win at Wake Forest. I think they're going to beat Louisville in that Friday night game. I think they're going to give Notre Dame a tough game at Yankee Stadium, but but lose. And I've said from day one, the BC game's a toss-up. So I think six or seven wins are there for the taking, and it could be bumped up to seven or eight wins. That's what I project out. And then getting a bowl game, I think, to you know not have to go to the pinstripe bowl, which I, I say in – only because they're playing at Yankee Stadium uh, against Notre Dame, but to be able to go to a higher-level bowl in the pecking order for the ACC, which I'm really be an advocate of because from a recruiting standpoint, just to play your bowl game, whether that's in North Carolina, in Florida, even in the Sun Bowl in El Paso, something different for the program I think would help from that standpoint. But, Wes, I do think the wins are there. I do think they'll certainly get six, seven, or eight somewhere in that total amount. Brad, we are right at the end of our show. Your closing thoughts. As I alluded to earlier, now it's basketball season, but we have a quarterback controversy on our hands. But it is indeed the beginning of basketball with the, pre- the exhibition opener against the College of St. Rose coming up this week. I will be intrigued, as always, where does the media covering the ACC uh, pick Syracuse this year? Now, a veteran Syracuse team with all five starters returning with a player such as Pius Battle that had been contemplating going to the NBA. Real interesting to see when that comes out on Thursday uh, where Syracuse will be picked in the minds of the media covering the ACC. If indeed they should be a top four preseason pick. Brad, my closing thoughts are on former Syracuse guard Tyler Ennis. Ennis is playing overseas with the team in Turkey and suffered a horrific leg injury over the weekend. I watched the video once. I don't want to see it again, but I am sending thoughts his way for a speedy recovery. That's it for us for Brad Bierman. This is Wes Chang reminding you that I would describe myself as the kind of person who describes himself as the kind of person who would describe himself. You've been listening to the Juice on the Cues podcast on SNY.TV, and we'll see you next time. This has been the Juice on the Cues podcast, part of the SNY.TV audio network.